Hello everybody, welcome back to the newest edition of the Talking Wars podcast. My name is Dave and today I'm alongside Mr. Matthew Cooper. Matt, how's it going, man? Yeah, not too bad, thanks mate. How are you? You enjoying, you enjoying your, uh, your lockdown? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, trying to keep myself busy, as I'm sure everyone is. Um, obviously, guys, hope, hope you are keeping safe at home or if you're at work as well, uh, fair play. Um, but today we're going to be talking about, obviously, uh, well, what's been going on, what is going to happen with uh, with football. We've got a little bit on player news and stuff as well that we're going to be discussing. And, of course, a couple of questions from you guys at home as well. Uh, if you've ever got any questions, let us know in the comment section down below. If you agree, disagree, or you've got anything ever to add um, to, to uh, obviously, what we're saying, or if you listen obviously on Spotify and iTunes uh, drop us a tweet or post at Talking Walls on Instagram Facebook and Twitter and as always today's podcast is brought to you by our sponsors at Pitch Football the app you can download the app on the uh, the App Store or the Play Store fantastic football app to go and check out uh, you can log in and it's got all your fan views on there there's a fan time as well where we normally uh, upload a video and get reaction off you guys and obviously when the football's on as well you can pick your predicted 11 for a match so a really good app to go and check out as always uh, on your app store or your play store but Matt I mean we've been waiting for how long now obviously still no definitive date for any sort of football at the moment which is uh, pretty frustrating but obviously understandable at the same time as well um, the last Wolves game which obviously we've not really been able to have a big discussion about was that was that game against Olympiacos and that just seems a, a world away at the moment doesn't it? I couldn't it? even tell you what, what the game was like but even, <laughs> even, even that game like it, it, it felt like yeah it was a bit of a, a non-event almost yeah yeah it, it was yeah. just like Oh, what's just happened? It was just obviously it was right before everything got locked off and the decision was made that, that the Europa League would be postponed and stuff. It was it was silly and, and reckless from UEFA to let that game go ahead, despite Wolves' concerns and attempts to postpone it. UEFA yeah. went ahead with it, which again was a was a little bit reckless, but no one no one was really affected at, at Wolves. So you know. It's, it's lucky, really, because I know a lot of players such as Campana have had it, and he reckons he's caught it from his mother, but it could have been a recipe for disaster. Yeah, I know, and it, it was surprising that I was adamant, really, that that, that would be postponed, and then obviously the, the lads travelled, and then it sort of, they were talking about it again, I thought, how bad is this going to be if they postpone this when Wolves are already in Greece? But obviously the game happened, fortunately for Wolves, we got an away goal, um, we got a, we got something out of the game at least, So, uh, but who knows when that when that second leg is going to be, but obviously we'll, we'll discuss that a little bit more. Um a couple of days ago, obviously, before we recorded this podcast, I put a few polls out on the Talking Wars Twitter account. I put them up for, a, for for quite a short time, so there wasn't a huge amount of votes, but still a decent amount. Um, and obviously, they, those votes and stuff were based around what we're going to be talking about today. So, first real topic is mine and Matt's opinion on how the season should be decided. So, there has been so many different um, opinions and different ways that possibly the FA and Premier League have been looking at to try and complete the season. Everywhere from sort of the conference down has now been, um, I don't know how, they, how they've called it, but it's basically void. So none of the results um, have counted now. So big, big blow for some of the lower league teams that were already promoted. The Wolves women as well were having an unbelievable season and uh, their season now is almost non-existent, which is a, a massive shame. Um, and I've seen all sorts of scenarios, but the three options really I gave for this, uh, Matt, were either to void the season, so obviously for the season to, to be cancelled and we start again afresh a next year, um, for, to continue and, and try and complete the season uh, when we can or finish the season as it is. So everyone's position at the moment is final uh, or maybe even an average points per game um, thing. What, what What's your sort of stance? 
chance on it. I mean, ideally, you don't want anyone to come up from the Championship. You want the bottom three in the Premier League to go down, and you want the top six in the Premier League to get Champions League <laughs> in an ideal, yeah, in an yeah. ideal world. But <laughs> you've got to you've got to finish the season. There's, there's, financially, there's just too much riding on it. I think clubs would have to pay back in the region six hundred and seventy million pounds between them to to broadcasters overseas. Now, these these broadcasters aren't going to want to kill the golden goose, um, and they're not going to, you know, cut the nose off to spite the face in terms of a relationship with the Premier League and stuff. But they've they've got a contract and they've 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 agreed a service, and at the minute, the Premier League and the Premier League clubs haven't delivered on it. I know it's not their fault, but you, you've got to, you've got to see the season out, whether that's behind closed doors or or whatnot. I think the priority is to get that sorted. Forget about the the, the 2021 season. We, we can plan ahead with that. We've just got to finish this season, get it out of the way, and. Um, yeah, I, I don't think you can stop. I don't think you can stop it and just say these are your places because I know you're saying a lot of points per game and stuff. But if you look what's happened in um, the Scottish leagues, apart from the uh, the Scottish Premier League, you know clubs clubs who've got a game in hand have been relegated. It's just it's sick. No, that's ridiculous. It's absolutely that is, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and I mean there have been obviously a couple of clubs that have, have asked for it maybe to be void or started again. Um, most, uh, well, in particular, the teams that have probably underachieved, really. The it was teams Karen that Brady, wasn't it? She was Karen a... Brady, and I said, you know, should start the season afresh. And then I saw someone say, well, if you want to start the season afresh, you, na- you need to reappoint Manuel Pellegrini mm-hmm. and stuff like that, you know, to, to start as the season was. But yeah, I think that'd be obviously pretty difficult to, to do. And I know Spurs were, I don't know if, uh, how true that was, but Spurs and uh, it might have been just Spurs fans that I saw talking about it. And Villa, I think, had a say in it as well. But it's not surprising, really, to say that the the, the teams that want the season to be restarted or void are those teams that are probably not quite living up to their expectations. Um, but I think in, in Wolves' scenario, I think whatever scenario it is, if you ignore the finances for a second, if we're actually talking about the football side of things, Wolves are in a pretty decent position, aren't they? Because we finished in a good position last year, which would mean we'd probably play Europa League football if they, if they did void it. And we're in a great position this year, obviously... If they sort of uh, finish the season and whatnot, mm. it's, would, would you be happy with going through the groups, the, the qualifications for the Europa League though again next season? Oh sure. god, I don't yeah, think it was I a could, bit of a nightmare, wasn't yeah. it? It's odd sort of, isn't it? This is probably, especially uh, certainly in my lifetime, Wolves' most successful season to date. I know they've not won anything, yeah. but we're into the quarterfinals or nearly in the quarterfinals of European competition. We, what we sick in the league? We are sick, yeah. aren't we? So. It's just sod's law, isn't it, that something something like this would happen? But I've I've seen people saying, "Well, I'll just give Liverpool the title and then be done with it." But it's it's got to be consistent throughout. If you're awarding Liverpool with a title, you've then not obviously got to relegate clubs. You can't just give it to all right. There are how many points in front, and they are they are deserved winners. No one can take that away from them. But it's got to be yeah. consistent uh, throughout throughout the league. Not sure about the Championship and stuff like that. I don't really look at tin pot leagues as such anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but with the Premier League, it's um, you, you can't just award Liverpool the title and then not relegate people or have two people come up and, and not have any relegation. It's got to be consistent throughout. Every club's got their own point to put forward, though, but it's obviously they're all putting it forward as to what would benefit them the most. You've got Norwich saying, oh, we'll just start the season again. Well, of course you would because you're rooted to the bottom of the table. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and uh, I think all the, uh, as far as I'm aware, all the clubs are in agreement that we've got to try and finish this campaign. And going back to what you said as well about the Europa League qualification, 
that's going to be an absolute nightmare for next season. I think it's such a small gap between potentially finishing this current season and for when they want to start uh, the next season, which is obviously going to be the 2021 season. That qualification, I really... I'm unsure how they're going to do that. Um, and even the Europa League now, if, if we're going to be finishing the season, maybe it looks like between June and July. Um, and I think they've set, actually, I think they've set the Europa League date for the end of August, haven't they? The final. Yeah. Um, and obviously the semi-final and quarter-final to be taken place in the weeks before. I saw, I saw people saying, well, they've got to cancel the Europa League and Champions League, but UEFA aren't going to move Euro 2020. They're not going to move the Euros in favour to to conclude domestic campaigns and then not get to conclude their their club competitions. They're just not going to do it. So that moving UEFA Euro 2020 to 2021 was in mind to make room for the uh, termination and conclusion of the Europa League and Champions League. And, and you know what? So, fair enough, because we've, we've still got a very, very good chance of, of progressing and a still a good chance of, of winning it, dare I say yeah, and I, I agree with that. And then if we ter- look in terms of the poll that we, we put up, so the three options, as I said, were to avoid the season, uh, to continue the season to try and get it finished, or finish as it is, um, uh, to continue and complete the season at a massive 75% of the vote, compared to 13.2% who said void the season, and 11.3% which said finish it as it is. But that moves us on to the next point, really, about the football season. Of course, we saw that game against Olympiacos, which was behind closed doors, and it was so it was almost difficult to watch that, wasn't it, Matt? It was... Uh, it just didn't seem right, and I watched the Manchester United game against. I think it was Lask just before, mm. and it was so. It was. I can't even know. It was almost as if you were playing like FIFA on career mode and doing a training match. It was just. So, yeah. It was just so weird having no atmosphere there, wasn't it? It, it was. I think if you know, the Premier League for me is the most entertaining and the best league in the world, and I think with a bit of forward thinking and a bit of planning. Rather than, rather than making a decision two days before the fixture goes ahead. I think they could make it a bit more of a spectacle and a little bit more entertaining. It's never going to be as entertaining with a stadium full of people chanting and whatnot. But the the, the most important thing is, is finishing this season and then obviously making it an entertainment come second for me. Just We just need to finish it because we are, we are running out of time. But then again... <laughs> They might have to move the 2021 season back, but I think I think if they work with the broadcasters closely, they they could do it behind closed doors. But it's it's going to be a strange one, but because it, if the games do go ahead, you're going to need medical medical teams on site. Um, yeah. You're going to need like an ambulance on standby, like they they always have to. Where you know the NHS's resources are already stretched enough as it is, so how are you going to work through that? Are you going to be social distancing with players in the in the club or? You know, broadcasters, press, you know, who gets access? Are they tested on site? Are they taken into quarantine? It's, uh, I'm just glad I'm not making the decisions. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that. And it, it, I think, as you say, um, I think the priority for um, the Premier League, FA, UEFA, whoever, obviously it's going to be everyone's safety. Like you say, I think with the medical staff there, that's a very, very valid point. 
Um, I, think, I think I think Doherty's been social distancing all season. I think. <laughs> <laughs> only joking. No, only joking. No. <laughs> you have to get at least one Cody or Doc. Uh, dig, no, I like, Co- I, I like them both, mate. Just yeah. I just know it warms people up. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I said that to, to I was playing football manager yesterday, and one of my players just completely left his man. I thought, I think I mean like 15 years in, I said, we meant to stop social distance, social distancing 15 <laughs> oh, years ago. It's just a tapping in it, it's just easy back yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, But I, I think it is, it is for a football fan bad, but I think, obviously, I think their plan initially when they were hoping to continue the football, when obviously we sort of went on lockdown, was to play every game behind closed doors and I believe they were going to be having all these matches televised. So in terms of broadcasters, I think they were quids in really mm. because... They had literally all these games at their disposal. I think the football league games were going to be played on on the players that they ha- they have online as well. So, I think it, you know season ticket holders and, and fans are going to get access to that. But uh, I think possibly even I'm going to crash into one of the Q and A questions that we had as well. You, you go into then how how do you, you reimburse season ticket holders, which we will talk about later on. Um, and there's just so many variables that it is going to be interesting to see how they approach it. I think, again, on something that I read earlier on before the podcast, they're projecting, fingers crossed, that sporting events and bigger areas are going to start to reopen by sort of first, second week of June, which hopefully will then allow us to, to possibly go to Molyneux and, and, and watch these games as well. So I think that's a bit optimistic, though. I, I, can't, I can't see it happening, but... Do I don't think the club will refund how many games left at home for maybe five? No, they'll just take it. Well, the the, the thing, yeah, the thing is they'll take it. They'll take it off next seasons, but then that makes it difficult because sods law they were going to up the prices anyway. So how do they get around that? Mm. They can't say right, this is the price. Oh, it's the same as last year. Yeah, that's because we put it up by X amount, and you, you know, yeah. you missed out on three or four home games there. So, Going back to like yeah. the, the revenue they get from TV broadcasts, it's not just that as well. I mean, you look at all the LED advertising around 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 the pitch and stuff. I'm pretty sure yeah. that they're tied in on on seasonal basis. Now they've, like I said, they're not going to kill the golden golden goose and and completely cut ties with the football clubs and Premier League because they'd be daft to but they're, they're contracted in they're still going to want to get their exposure they're going to want to get these games finished same with shirt sponsors as well it's a uh, it, it, it's, yeah, yeah. it, it's a tricky one it, it really is um, I can't see the club refunding people for season tickets so like he said it'll just be here's some money off next season but by the way we're putting them up by 300 quid <laughs> <laughs> that'll be what it's like yeah yeah um, but yeah I think a lot of it is down to finances isn't it I, I think yeah. but that that's what football's about I read an article that Wolves um, if you know say for argument's sake the, the season was cancelled the club would lose out on about 48 million pounds coming in mm-hmm. a massive chunk probably 8 or 9 tenths of that was um, was off broadcasting rights yeah. um, and, and match day as well like, match day revenue yeah, still, still a big yeah, still yeah. a big on the corporate side of things and the commercial side of things it's so people are still probably buying merchandise and stuff maybe not as much because people haven't got as much disposable income etc but the match day is still a um, still a big revenue it's not the bill and end all anymore but it's still again it, it's still a big chunk and it's got to be paid for mm-hmm yeah, mm. yeah. So I think in, that is obviously one that I think we're both in agreement. Really, if, if the season needs to be finished before you know it's safe for bigger you know events to happen, I think we're both in agreement that we'd be okay for it to to be complete behind closed doors, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I'm happy for it to be. I mean, ideally, it would all be at Molyneux 
tomorrow. But yeah, the the we safety can't. of fans, players, staff is is paramount. And yeah. I can't remember who it was, but he said like in in the um, amongst all insignificant things, football is the most significant. And I think that's I think that's quite telling at the minute. It's it's not important, but to me and you and a lot of other people, it is the be all and end all. So hopefully we can get it back and it can start bringing a bit of joy to people. It's true though. It like is, yeah. people, people go to work Monday to Friday and the only two Live days they have off is, is a Saturday and Sunday and it's because of your football. So, mm. you know, it, 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 this does, you know, football, revo- well, people revolve their lives around Wolves and, and football and spend a lot of money as well. Yeah. So, you know, rightly people so, they're obviously going to a lot of money as well at the minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Off, uh, off European games and yeah. stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's an interesting one, but on the poll, it was a massive eighty-two percent said they wouldn't mind watching their games behind closed doors, uh, and seventeen percent said no, they would rather obviously be able to to go and watch the games. Um, which brings us on, really. I, I mean, I don't know if there's anything else that you want to touch on with the whole sort of lockdown isolation thing at the moment, with what's going on, or we can move on to the next subject. Um, what's the next subject? It's about it's about players. It's about again, sort of financial things and, and something that's going to crop up out of, out of contract players um, I think FIFA have granted extensions though haven't they yeah yeah if, yeah. so I think I think that is going to be yeah if needed I think because uh, obviously that was going to be a massive um, a massive sort of uh, issue possibly uh, Wolves don't have a massive amount to be fair I think there's four players that I know of uh, of note really that we're going to be talking about quickly um, and, and I do have some information on those as well so Max Kilman, John Ruddy Brighton Ibakari and I believe Jordan Graham as well. Uh, we'll start off with Graham and Ibakari, Matt, because obviously we've, we're both going to have a, a much bigger opinion on Kilman and Ruddy anyway. Uh, Graham out on loan at the moment, I believe, at Gillingham. Um, I can't see him returning to Wolves, though, can you? I just can't believe he's still there. <laughs> no, not because the, it just. See, he seems to have been there for years and going yeah. out to different clubs. And I know he's had injuries and stuff, but he's had so many loan spells. I just. I, uh, you know, you think you forget he's there. Same with, same with Bright. Really, I think Bright what was a talent. It's but he's just fallen by the wayside, hasn't he? So I can't, I can't see them giving him an extra year because they've got the option, haven't they, to do so? Probably, I, think. Uh, I think so. Yeah, for Bright. I, yeah, and then cash in because they've probably tried to cash in already. And it's probably not financially viable right now, especially with. Obviously, what with what's going on, so I think they'll just let him go. I don't think they'll gamble and try and get what five hundred k for him. I just think they'll yeah. just rather get him off the books. Yeah, I think well, obviously with Graham at the moment, it's just been injuries that have let, have let him down. I had a great start, obviously when he came to the first team, brilliant. Under Ke- Kenny Jacket, wasn't it? Um, had a couple of injuries, uh, had the odd game as well. Even I think when uh, obviously Nuno came in, I think everyone was hoping that maybe he could. Uh, Players like a wing back. I think yeah. he did have one or two games. Uh, not definitely not in the league. Yeah, he um, didn't suit him at all. No, no, no. Uh, and obviously, then he was shipped out. But yeah, surprised that he's still there. I think that he'll go. Bright is an interesting one. Uh, on one hand, it wouldn't surprise me that Wolves offered him another extension because I think a, a, a large percentage of fans can see there's there's something there. Mm. And he was he was pretty regular, you know, early Nuno days. He yeah. was a pretty regular player. I'm pretty sure he started a number of the early games um, when a couple of players. I think uh, Cavalero was suspended, wasn't he? If I if I'm right, yeah. In the early games, because he had booted um, someone at Derby, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. The last game of the season, so when Ibakari sort of took his place there, um, so he started. He's played a lot of games under Nuno, but 
I think the fact that Nuno's almost, you know, he, he went out on loads Coventry, had loaned at uh, Wigan, was it St Johnston as well he was at, and the the last two haven't really gone to plan. I think for Brighton, his career obviously rejected a move to Birmingham as well in January. Top shit um, sounds really, I write that. Yeah. Same with <laughs> Dadashov. And Dadashov, um, I think he needs... Championship, I think, is almost at the moment. Whenever he's been out on loan there, he's not played much. Um, I think he needs a, a solid couple of years in League One. And he smashed it at Coventry. He did really, really well. Yeah, um, my, my mate's a, a player that's still young. Fan, and he said, yeah. like, apart from James Madison, and he mentioned one other player, but I can't remember who it was. He was like, Enebakar, he's one of the best players I've seen down there. Callum Wilson, it was. He said, apart from yeah. Ma- Madison and Wilson, he's the best player we've had in years. Yeah, they I know. They both... when he, he couldn't come back. Yeah, yeah, and I think obviously you know he he smashed it there. And I think if he can get another couple of good years there, um, or, or not just there, but I think in League One in general, I think that'll do uh, do wonders for he, for his career really. And mm. he's still still young, isn't he? I think that he's got 20... the natural talent of being able to beat someone, and I think that's it, it's a it's a great attribute to have. But I don't know. I don't know if it's his application or his attitude or. Or or what not? I mean, I don't know. I don't don't work with him. I've not coached him, but it's 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 hard to tell. He seems a bit of an elusive character. You can't really work out what he's thinking or what he's doing. A bit enigmatic, isn't he? So I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the problem is there. Yeah, and uh, I think yeah, as I, say, I think a lot of people can see that there is talent there, but there's just there's just something. And I know a lot of people are probably thinking right now that game against Manchester City in the in the Carabao Cup as mm-hmm. well is gonna be uh, is gonna be one of them. Um, <clears throat> and then obviously the two first team players we've got there is Max Kilman and John Ruddy. Now, as far as I'm aware, uh, I've learned after we put those questions out, um, Max Kilman, uh, like I think you said a, a number of times as well, wouldn't be playing without Wolves signing him up to a contract. Yeah. So I believe he has signed a new contract, but for some reason or another, the club has not. Posted about it. Yeah, it's so as we wasn't it? There's no no way he'd be playing in the Europa League if he hadn't signed a new deal. Yeah, Come yeah. On, that's so stupid. As, as 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 soon as um, as far as I'm aware, he signed a new deal, but for some reason it's not publicly out there yet. And John Ruddy has been offered a new deal, uh, but obviously it's whether he again wants to continue being a number two. Uh, the thing is with John Ruddy, Matt, I think. I think he's a great option to have as a number two. Um, I think a lot of people are still worried if, if he was in between the sticks for, for a couple of games. I know a, a, some, a percentage of fans actually you know, do like him a lot as well. Uh, he, he was good for, for most part of that championship winning campaign. What do you what do you think for Rudy? Can he play first team in the Premier League for not necessarily for Wolves, but for another team? Or do you think if if he wants first team football, he's going to have to go back down to the Championship? I don't know because we've barely seen anything of him in the past couple of years, and when we have, he's not been great. So it's it's hard to say. If you, if you take him from the Championship season, then probably he'd say yeah. But that was two seasons ago now, so you don't know. He's going to be rusty. He needs to be playing, especially at that age. So. I, I don't know, but it, it, do you bother getting rid of him and bringing in someone on maybe a little No less? one's going to topple Patricio, are they, short term? No, no. no one is going to topple I wouldn't, him, so. wouldn't want them to. There's not many keepers who are better than him. There are, keep, there are keep, I don't think he's world class. I think he's just short of it. Um, but to bring someone in with some Rudy's experience and influence on the dressing room, because you know, he's been there since the promotion winning season, I don't think you'd be able to get it. And I think Rudy's on a fair whack as well a week for for a backup keeper. But if you bring someone else in, they're gonna want you know I'd take say someone like Scott Carson or something like that, something someone similar who who called upon 
could do a job because I still think Scott Carson's a good keeper, but they're going to want money. They have to sit on the bench. They're going to want to sign in on fee. Not sure if Man City would want to transfer. For, is he on loan from Derby or did they sign him? Ah, I think they sign him. I think they sign yeah, him. Yeah, I bet you couldn't believe his luck. That's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> the kind of people you got to be going after, or you sign someone young and try and blood them in. But Patricio is probably going to be our number one for three, another three or four years. So, you know, the shelf life of a goalkeeper is a lot longer than say a central midfielder. So, I'd like to see Sondergaard given a chance, but again, he needs to be playing as well. So it is a bit of a tough one. It seems that Will Norris has fallen off the face of the fucking planet. So. I just don't, don't know. Yeah, don't know. It's, it's a tough one, but this is where the recruiters and and sporting directors, when we do a point one, earn the stripes. Yeah, so I've, yeah, I agree with you there. I think you know we could for a lower Premier League team, maybe he could. Uh, you know, uh, go back to Norwich. I think, yeah, I think I was about to say Norwich is a team. I think they, I think they still hold him in pretty high regard there. I think it's Bennett that they, they don't like. If I'm, as far, yeah, yeah, Surprising I think out of the two, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. He, I, I know the, the, the England goalkeeper situation is probably stronger than it's been um, in, in in recent years, but there's still you know it's still not decided who the who the who the uh, England number one is. I'm not saying John Ruddy is the best English goalkeeper, but all you need to all he needs to do to genuinely, if he got into a Premier League team and had a good spell, you know he he could be getting England call ups again. So for him personally, really, it's it's what he wants to do with his career. He's, he is coming towards the latter stages, or possibly just end of his prime will come you know for a goalkeeper prime yeah. can be any point from your 30s to, to 40s really we've seen in recent years um, so it, it's really for him personally what he wants to do does he want to play football is he settled in Wolverhampton is he okay being at a Premier League club as a number two as almost like a mentor or a tutor um, as you say a good body in the dressing room I think uh, that's an interesting one but as I say as, as far as I'm aware he has been offered a new contract it's just up to him now whether yeah. He um he, he wants to be a number two. He's got to, he's got to look at what motivates him and what he wants to do with the rest of his career. Does he like you said? Is he happy to sit on the bench or does he want to go and pursue first team football again and and get back playing? It's a it's a tough one. He's got a family to think <laughs> about as well. I'm sure he won't be short of money, but it's um I can't see him getting what he's on at Wolves elsewhere. We'll see, he's on around thirty k a week, isn't he? Twenty five k a week, something like that. I'd say something like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think he'd get that elsewhere. Yeah, uh, that yeah, that's a that's the well, it's it's a per, I think it's personal preference really. I think he's a capable goalkeeper. He could probably get top half championship easy, possibly even bottom half Premier League. But mm. for him, per, there would be no point in leaving Wolves unless you know he he was guaranteed first team football. But yeah. obviously that's uh, that's one to keep our eye on. And, and obviously Max Kilman as well. Um, as far as we're aware, he should be signing a new contract if he hasn't already, uh, which which I'm sure he has. Um, but he, you know, he's had the occasional minutes this season, and uh, for for a kid that's never played, you know, top flight football or European football before, he's he's, he's fitted in pretty well, hasn't he? Yeah, he's still got a lot to prove. I think he needs to work on his physicality a bit, or he's a big lad, but I think he needs to fill out a bit more, or bulk out a bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah but he reads the game really well. Um, Obviously, his, foot, his futsal background has given him good feet and good footwork. So, to bring in... Was it Maidenhead they brought him from? Someone like that. I can't think like Yeah, I to, think it was To scout like him and and to bring him through. and I mean, he's not he's not been there that long, has he? Um, I think no. it, it just shows it's just great work by the club. And, uh, of course, you'd sell him on for a profit. But I'd like, I'd like to see him given a bit more game time if he goes out on, on loan. Not quite sure if he's good enough to be where Wolves want to be. That's not saying that he's a bad player. I just think Wolves are 
ambitions are towards top four Champions League. Is is he going to be that kind of player? It's too hard to say. But from what I've seen so far, I don't think so. But he's still been a really, really good player, and um, he's he's been great backup. He's 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 coming ahead of uh, Bennett as well in the pecking order, which I think just is testament to him. Bennett's got over hundred Premier League appearances, and Kilman's ahead of him. So fair play. It's a lad if he keeps working at his game, and who knows? But yeah, he would have been tied down to a new contract. You suspect. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I'm actually really, I really like Kilman. I think he's um, a good player. Obviously, we've seen him on the left or right. Um, I think obviously the, the games that we've seen him, you know, haven't been huge pressure on us. Um, a couple of European games though, which obviously you, you know, you still expect are going to be difficult games, which he's done really well in. Um, I could, you know. Could even see him possibly in the middle of a back three. I think with his technicality and you know, obviously like you say, he's a tall guy, but possibly not. You know, he's not huge in terms of size. Yeah, but I think you know, with his technique and stuff, he could possibly possess some of the some of the passing traits that Cody has got. Um, not saying you know he's going to be able to ping 50, 60 yard balls every game. I've not seen enough of him to to say that, but I think he's definitely got something about him and, and as you say what a coup that was from the, the Wolf Scouts and mm. again a, another player another young Englishman another player that's going to fill that homegrown quota um, has he got a Russian descent? apparently but I don't know I don't know how true that is football manager told me that and I looked at that and I was there like I don't know I think I've removed that from the game because he started playing for Russia in someone's save so I'll have to have a word see if I can message him and, and find out <laughs> Yeah. But but yeah, he's a he's a cracking player, and any anyone English for me, anyone English, you play five, six, seven, eight good games in the Premier League. If you can, if he ever breaks into the league squad, you're in with a shout, man. Match of the day, all of you, the pundits love you, the press start to love Gibbs you. Sort. He had two good games against Chelsea and Spurs. Yeah, he was, was the next like, best thing, wasn't he? This guy's he's going to be the next Gerard again, falling yeah. off the face of the earth. So. It does show. It's an as an England player though. You only need to have a good first touch, and then you you get so many plaudits. So yeah, yeah. And um, in terms of the poll though, the votes were uh, I put of of Kilman because uh, the three players that I put on the on the poll were Kilman, Ruddy, or Bright. I put just Kilman, Kilman and Ruddy, all three or other. And someone has voted other, but no one's put anything. But um, Kilman got 38% of the vote. Kilman and Ruddy got 52% of the vote, which is the winner. Mm. And only 7% of the voters think all three should get a new contract. Uh, someone in the comments put, uh, John Ruddy effing deserves it as well. Um, Not quite so, yeah. sure what he warrants that on, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not paid, does he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's but, probably um, going to want a pay rise, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're probably not far wrong there, to be honest. But um, that is all of our main topics, really. We're going to be talking quickly now. We've got a lot of questions to, to run through. Um, a lot, again, as always, as we always do, about transfers as well. But we'll try our best to answer as many as we can. Um, we've got two on regarding the redevelopment of the stadium. Uh, that's from Joshua Ellis, who says, uh, any more news on the redevelopment of the Steve Ball stand? And Andrew Willis as well, saying, do we know if the club are still pr- uh, progressing with a redevelopment of Molyneux, or is it now on the back burner? As far as I'm aware, the main redevelopment, i.e. the stands, is on the back burner. It definitely won't be done this summer, especially with what's going on now, so it's probably a good job. Um, and I think there's still no more agreements with the council on what's going to happen. Um, you may have seen uh, the club are looking to install, I think it's still got to be approved, install a temporary stand here between the South Bank and the Steve Bull stand. 
which will be like a 500 seater sort of similar, I believe, to the Graham Hughes stand. It's going to look shit, isn't it? That? It's going to look. We're going to have more temporary stands than a Ryder Cup if you're not careful. <laughs> I really don't understand how it. I, I understand how it's going to work. But obviously, you've got the big TV there and stuff. They're moving it back, and, aren't they? They're going to put another one in behind. They're going to take that down and then attach a video wall to the back of the temporary stand. But oh, man. I don't know. It just seems a bit like round peg square holes. I know they're trying to maximise capacity, but. I know commercially it's the right thing to do, but it's just going to, I don't know. They, they must think like financially, say what's an average ticket price, like 35, 40 quid. And then you've got 25, got you got, yeah, so yeah, say an average of 25 quid, you should sell out. So an extra 12 and a half thousand quid a game. If you times that by 19 Premier League games, you're making almost a quarter of a million just off Premier League games there, which isn't bad income to be fair. Um, probably not going to so cost I, that much to put in either because it's just nah definitely not I mean I'm not yeah, an architect yeah. or anything but <laughs> it's not exactly yeah, like the building a new stand is it I think I think in terms of uh, of that obviously for for the club financially it's a good idea great uh, um, opportunity for fans that can't normally get a ticket you know it's 500 extra opportunities the only thing I don't quite like about it especially with me sitting in the south bank is the fact that obviously the lower steve bull is where i tend to like the away fans just in terms to create more atmosphere around the ground i know as an away fan it is dreadful there um but i'm thinking if you've got an extra 500 people there the chances are you know they, they might not put put the away fans there but i think in terms of capacity the bigger clubs will have to still be at, at the bottom of steve bull so it'll uh it'll be interesting to see how that works it'll be tasty that yeah, get very yeah it be too. I think the council are dragging the heels a little bit, though, aren't they? On the full redevelopment of Molineux. But I don't understand. I don't understand why, though, because they need to I be careful because first will just fuck off somewhere else. Yeah, and and I think I think we've probably said it plenty of times on this podcast that Wolves is one of the main things and probably the reason ninety percent of people come into Wolverhampton City Centre. And you've got people. Yeah, you've got people like yourselves, you've got people like, obviously, Finn, who's part of us. They're, they're from outside of Wolverhampton, and the club is bringing people into the city. Mm. Um, so I'm surprised. I don't know if, obviously, we don't know the full story. Fosa might be being really awkward about it as well, but I'm surprised the city and the council aren't really, you know, playing ball a lot more. Um, I'm not sure if we mentioned it before, obviously, the Steve Ball stand, as far as I'm aware, they were going to do it in two phases, the lower and the upper. Uh, so, again, that stand might not even be done now for another three to five years. So need to worry up um, there, because the foundations are sinking, aren't they, the Steve yeah. Ball? It's an eyesore, yeah, so, though. I remember when I was doing a bit of filming for... Uh, the outside just looks crap, doesn't pod, it? It looks dreadful. podcast trying, and I was just like, it, I mean, it was all dead. There was no one outside, and I was thought, God, this looks horrible. You know, just... Like the North Bank, if you were outside the North Bank, and even the Billy Wright, they look quite nice, don't they? But mm. yeah, the the Steve Bull, it looks like an office block from the outside, it's doesn't hard, it? It's, it's just, yeah, Plus they've got great. stuff of the turnstiles as well, where the queues are horrendous. It's just a nightmare. It's just an absolute eyesore. And then he, well, if, if they can get rid of it as soon as, as, soon as possible, because to, to tip Yeah. Uh, Tyler FT25 says, if the season continues, what position do you think will finish? I think six foot seventh. I don't think we're going to break into the top five, and I don't think fifth will get us European uh, Champions League football anyway. Because you know how leaky UEFA are, incompetent. Man City will be able to appeal it successfully. So, um, I think um, I, I think six foot seventh. Um, yeah. Ideally six. Really don't want to be doing bloody loads of qualifications again for Europa League. Although it's for good fun, I think the novelty will wear off next season if we're doing all that again. 
Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think probably sixth or seventh as well. To be fair, love to be in Europe again next next season. Um, I think I agree with you. I'm not sure, especially with how tight the schedule of uh, foot uh, fixtures is going to be. I think the um, qualification might be a bit difficult. Uh, same question to get. Well, uh, same person, Tyler says, if the season stopped now, who would you give the Wolves Player of the Season to? Ooh, tough one. Jimenez, Zadama. Um, Case for Cody. Neves, Patricia. Neves had a slow start, didn't he? I think it'd have yeah. to be. A, I think he'd just have to be a Dharma in terms of impact. I know. Again, the past month or two, or whenever we were playing, he, his shoulders playing him up, but he's been a real danger man consistently throughout the season. So. I'd have to give it to him, but Jimenez has, has been really good as well. So it's a tough one. Matinho has also been good, but I think again the past month or two he's slowed up a little bit. So um, I think a Dharma for me. What about you? I'd probably say Dharma, but I think in terms of players that are just we'd be lost without, it's probably Jimenez. Mm. And I think he's just got that much impact on the team. And like when I'm searching for Wolves news, like every other story is now about him. And obviously stories about clubs that are interested or supposedly touting him. And he's just he's just one of the most complete forwards and complete players I think Wolves have ever had. Mm. Um, watching some of his goals, like it's just just unbelievable. So I think I'm going to give it to to Jimenez. And you see um, um, Gundogan at City saying I could um, I could yeah. see myself, I could see myself in Michelle Keegan. Gundogan, it's going to happen, son. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not with Aguero um, there. What, what and Jesus? I know they want to get order open to get rid of Jesus, but what? He ain't going to get in ahead of Aguero. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we had a question on um, on Instagram off Horton018, that was Oliver Horton, um, he's, he's pretty much asked what we've already covered regarding the, how we see the season finishing and how we start next season, um, but a question I'm going to use to sort of twist it, obviously if we do go next season and it starts a little bit later but you've still got the Euros, what, what would you, what do you think would have to be done for the season to be completed a little bit quicker do you think the League Cup should be axed or what? what's your quick sort of stance on that putting you on the spot I don't know you say the League Cup will be axed but I'm sure Carabao probably tied hey, in that's that's why I was going uh, yeah, to finances are ruling the, ruling the roost at the minute it's got to consider yeah. everything maybe it's more midweek fixtures maybe but then it's Europe that makes it a bit difficult I really, I really don't. He scrapped the winter break. I'd have to go. Oh God, um, yeah, that was a thing, wasn't it? But then you got like World Cup qualifiers and stuff. So internationals are gonna have to play. You got the bloody Nations League. It's gonna. You think winter break? How long was it? About two weeks. Yeah. Or two weekends free. Yeah, but you one, one that. week you played. Okay. So it's essentially well, you act one out, you have one game and one week, one midweek game. You've got an extra two games. Mm. We've got to try and fit what like nine games in. Would you say? I'm, I'm sure you know. The, mate, I think mate, Christmas be a, lot more like a festival of football, where there's a game every day for like two weeks. <laughs> yeah, but you're playing like every what one to three days or something like that. Yeah, but how well, good would that every be? three days. That would be unreal. From it would be quality. 
from the 20th of December until the 5th of Jan or something like that. They can have Christmas Day off, that's fair enough. But Chris, yeah. if you want a game on Christmas Eve, that'd be super. Oh, God, how good would that... Mate, I still remember 27th of December, this, obviously the year just gone with City. Mm. Mm. Uh, it didn't really feel like Christmas then, but that was unbelievable, man. Like, imagine, that, if, imagine if that game, still the same result, was on Boxing Day. I don't know, man. I think that would be just iconic. I think it's just a bit crap that he was on the 27th. So you play on the 20th, you play... Or say you're playing the 21st, you're playing Christmas Eve, there's two games. You're playing on Boxing so you've Day. you've got the 22nd and 23rd off, so you've still got a decent break there. Boxing Day or the day after, so 26th or 27th. Yeah. Then you play again. 29th. On 29th, and then you play and again then New Year's on New Year's Day. Day. There's six games. We've six cracked games. it. There you go. We've cracked it. There we yeah. go, we've smashed it. There's your answer. There's your answer. And shorten um, the League Cup down to like, maybe not as many rounds, same with the FA Cup. Yeah, I could try and do something like that. Yeah, the FA Cup's going to be weird next season because they're qualifying rounds start for that really early, don't they? Yeah. For like the really, really low non-league teams. Mm. But I think a lot of teams like that will probably, um, possibly even pull out due to lack of finances. But then again, it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? Because a lot of lower team, lower league clubs rely, rely on, on that, don't they? Yeah. It's fucked, yeah. mate. <laughs> <laughs> we do not envy the person who has to make all these decisions. No, but they um, earn enough money, so... Yeah. Um, again on Instagram, Mitch Roberts. Do you think we'll be given any discount off season tickets next season if the rest of the uh, games are played behind closed doors? That was the question I was talking about earlier. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So we think you know if if games are behind closed doors, the club will probably either give it. I think they'll either give it to you as Wolves cash, which means money's not actually going out of the club, but you have to buy like a, t- a wolf shirt or spend it on coach travel or something like that. Or they will put it against your season to give the next season, but I think they'll put it up, so it'll barely make a massive difference, mm. really. So you I will think, not I get it back as. It yeah, I I don't think I think people are expecting to get it straight back in their bank account, which will never in a million no. years happen. It'll be as Wolves cash or impacted against next season's. Right, uh, they take season about three things. weeks to process a refund anyway. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, go on. I think a, a season ticket increase is warranted. Anyway, um, I know a lot of people say like Tory walls and stuff, and you get all those, you get that brigade. But the money, the Supply money, and demand as well, man. Like yeah. they, no dis, like no disrespect to some fans, but first of all, genuinely not really be bothered because they got ten thousand other people on a season ticket waiting list waiting. Okay, two thousand of them might look at the price and think, nah, I'm all right. But I'm pretty sure another five, six thousand people are going to be uh, biting your hand off if for you, a season ticket. If you've ticket, got a, so. a product where demand outweighs supply mm-hmm. then you'd be you'd be daft not to increase I, I think they've got to be sensitive around it because football fans are still working class some would argue that's not, yeah, it's not a working class sport anymore well, it, well it's not but I think a, a, a slight increase I mean you look at this season when it was increased it was uproar for about three days and then people paid and fucking forgot about it so it's I think if they weather the initial storm of the increase then People will still renew anyway. It's FOMO, isn't it? Do you, do you want to miss out on... Oh, I mean, even the, if they put it up by 200 quid, I'd still be like, oh, I'll pay for it. Because yeah. how much extra would you are you willing to pay for an adult season ticket in the South Bank? See, I, I tend to do it as direct debit anyway, which I'm sure a lot of people do. Um, what, is it, what was it this season? About 450 quid, I think, for an adult... Season mm, ticket. I think mine was five. Goals. I think mine was five fifty. 
Just check. Something like that. But uh, I don't know if you divide it by the by the direct debits. I don't mean it takes as much a, as a kick between the legs. You know what I mean? But I think if you're reaching towards your seven eight hundred quid, I think I'd still pay for it. I think it's just going to be a little bit more frustrating, isn't it? And a lot more, almost a lot more pressure on the club and the team to succeed. I think if you if you're increasing it, I, I'm also I'm not expecting you to, um, uh, not expecting the club to to put it up by four hundred quid. By the way, this is uh, just a what, what four, was it four was? nine three in the yeah, yeah. in the Billy Wright okay. lower um, oh. five fourteen behind both goals. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd be, I think, put me cock on the block here. I reckon six hundred quid. What for next season? Or oh, five seven five, yeah. For next season, yeah, I think it'll go up about fifty quid, something like that. Mm. Which is, uh, yeah, it's just one of them, isn't it? I'll so be like, like two that's two quid a game. Ray, like. just let me go and get me card. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Anyway, uh, final question. I mean, we've got two on transfers, which is so hard to answer, especially this time of year. But uh, Wondrous News 1 says, top three targets for you guys. Tyler again says, in the summer transfer window, who and what position do you want us to sign? I'll simplify that, Matt, and say, if we had to sign three players, what positions would you sign them in? I would sign... <laughs> I'll say it every time. Boo, Boo Bakary Samar from... Oh, here he goes again. Yeah, I knew... Yeah. I, I should stop talking with podcast bingo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think a centre half is paramount. I mean, we should be linked with some more Olympiacos players. That'd be nice. Um, uh, number two centre half linked recently. Yeah. I think centre. Oh, yeah. um, shall I add another one to the bingo? I'm going to throw a name out there. Roberto um, Martinez. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a gem. Every time. I think, I think it's a spine, a striker, a centre half, a centre midfielder. I think I'd agree. Right wing back as well, possibly. Yeah, I mean that link with the lad from. Brayman, is it? Um, he's Brayman, isn't the winger? Oh, Vashika. Yeah, I Vashika mean, or something. that would be, that'd, um, be well. that'd be tasty. That if Adama goes to Bayern, so um, yeah, I think I think a new spine. If you had to sell, if you had to genuinely had to sell Adama, a bid came in and you were like, oh, I've got to accept that. What what would be the sort of minimum value genuinely? 65, 70 million for Adama. Yeah, so I'd probably I'd probably agree with you for that amount of money. A lot of people probably listen like what. But I think in terms of market value and what the club value him as, it are both obviously completely different things. Whenever we tweet something like that on Twitter, people are expecting 100 to 150 million, which is never achievable. You'd probably be able to get Neymar for that much money. Um, Especially in, I don't the think we'll, we'll be seeing players going for 150 million anyway. Yeah, exactly. Not, not um, but at the same time, 30 million for him is too cheap for a player that's impact that impactful. So nah. I think 60 to 75 million. Not when you pay 17, good. 18 for him as well. Nah, of course. I, think, I, 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 think a, I don't know if I told you. I saw a thread on um, on Facebook a few a few weeks ago, and basically a guy was listing all the Wolves players every day or on a separate post saying. What would you sell? So a bid came in. What would you sell these players at? And the one in particular that I saw was Johnny Otto. And uh, someone said, yeah, I'd send him for 15 million. I said, bro, we, we literally paid 18 million pounds for him. Like, why are you going to sell our best left wing back and arguably one of the better fullbacks in the league yeah. for less than what you purchased for him like last year? So, um, yeah, I think market value, club value and people's brains just don't exist for My mate said today, he... He's Everton fan. He likes Spanish football. I don't know where I'm going with. One of them. Um, but is it Mariano at Atletico Madrid? Striker. Real Madrid. He played for the guy from like Dominican Republic. He played at Lille, I think. Uh, Leon. 
Mariano. Oh, Mariano. There is a Mariano that I know, but he plays for Real Madrid. Striker. Yeah, he's a striker. Mario, is it Mariano Diaz? Wait, Mariano Atletico Madrid. No, Mariano um, Pernia. It'll be no, the one who's always at Real Madrid. He, he was like, I'm surprised that Diaz. you. I'm su- yeah, I'm surprised you. Like, on him for him. Because they Damn. sold him and then brought him back for like 30 million. But he was oh, like, the got, Dominican Spanish football. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, don't know, I don't know what he, he, he based that off. But he's yeah, like, he played for Leon, yeah. I can just see I him playing at Wolves, so. You never, you never know. It's another, he played for it's a, Badalona, as if they were a team as well. Brilliant. Badalona. Mm. Um, yeah, possibly. He scored bare at Leon. Scored loads of goals. Yeah, 18 in 37 yeah. in league. That's not bad. Mm. But yeah. Moss, what's his name? Mariana, remember the name. Yeah. Um, that is the the end of this instalment of the Talking Walls podcast, guys. Um, as always, let us know your thoughts, whether you're watching on YouTube in the comment section down below. If you're on Spotify, iTunes, leave a review or, or drop us a tweet or Facebook uh, post. Uh, on to- at Talking Walls obviously all the links and stuff are in the descriptions and of course remember to check out Pitch Football app on the iTunes app store or the uh, Play Store you can check it out you can pick your teams if you're if you're one of these guys that likes to pick the teams and put it on Twitter as well it's great a great app for that sort of thing I uh, fixtures <laughs> yeah fingers crossed it'll be back soon and obviously they the are, fan they time are there. doing like a virtual thing as well at the minute like virtual games so Check yeah, if you are well. stuck on your football. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Matt, thanks for joining me. Where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, mcooperrights. You can also now find me on LinkedIn. Um, now I'm jobless. <laughs> um, Matthew Cooper, if anyone's got any marketing jobs coming up, please. Um, yeah, uh, mcooperrights on Twitter and Instagram. And you, and you can find me at Twitter, Dave Azopardi, A-double-Z-O-P-A-R-D-I. Um, and obviously Talking Walls at Talking Walls everywhere Um, but yeah guys thanks a lot for listening stay safe stay indoors and I'm sure we'll see you all very very soon